0: You're listening to Speak Loud, resilient stories of triumph and hope, helping you to turn your past into fuel for your best future. Here's your host, founder of the 501c3 Share, providing resource and support for trauma victims and a survivor herself, Tiffany Barnes.
1: Welcome to the Speak Loud podcast. My name is Tiffany Barnes, your host, and I am happy today to have my guest, Katie Hackbarth. Welcome, Katie. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So today I wanted to interview you as my guest because you come from a walk of life that a lot of our listeners will relate to. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit more about some of the abuse that you had to overcome in your life. Um... It was. It mainly
0: um, came from a few different people, but uh, a lot of it is mental abuse. I was never really physically abused, but mentally abused was a really big um, part of what I went through, whether, you know, a lot of it sh- uh, came from a guy, and um, that's where most that was, but it was mainly mental abuse.
1: Okay, and was it in a relationship you were in, or a family member, or what type of a relationship did you have with this person? Um, it was a relationship, so we, uh, it was somebody I met in high school, and we dated for about four years. Okay, so, and when did the mental abuse start to happen? Was it right away, or were there certain things that he gaslight you? I don't know if you know what gaslighting is, where he kind of tested the waters or groomed you, like, how did that, how did that happen?
0: Um, so, like, the first, like, year, year and a half, it was all, like, I guess you could call it the honeymoon honeymoon stage, you know, and it was all really good, and then about two years in, we ended up living together in my mom's basement, and <clears throat> that was when it kind of started a little bit, um... I think he just started to kind of lose interest, and then he was taking it out on me, and then uh, about three and a half years in, we ended up moving out with my sister, and he just, that's when it really, really
1: started big time. What were some of the things you did to help overcome it, or did you tell anybody you were going through it, or did you keep it inside when it first started happening? Um, I kept it inside when it, I, I kept it inside. Nobody really knew.
0: I mean, I tell a little bit, but I didn't like express it as bad as what it actually was. Um, I just, it was one of those things where it was, I didn't want to believe it was happening. So telling somebody about it would be like, yeah, it's actually happening. I, I wanted to be with this guy. I
1: wanted, you know, everything with him. And so I didn't want to believe that he was actually mentally abusing me. I see. So you were afraid if you said something to somebody, then they would judge him and tell you to get out. Mm-hmm. And you still had a love for him. Yeah. Which is so hard with mental and emotional abuse. And I know a lot of our listeners can identify with this. I know I myself can also identify with this. That, you know, love truly is blind. And when you love someone and they mentally and emotionally abuse you, even though you don't have the bruises and the scars as you would with physical abuse, sometimes I say I'd rather be hit than yep. mentally or, phys- or mentally or emotionally abused because that stays with you for a very long time. It does. And it has, even
0: to today, it has affected me into my relationship now a lot of like you know so to say I I don't think of my boyfriend now as him but a lot of the little things he does takes me back so to say that PTSD of what I went through with him and that mental abuse like he you know it, it, it does affect me to today it's it's definitely it was really hard and it still affects me
1: what it's been like a year and a half later Okay. Now, let me ask you, I don't want to really poke at the PTSD, but can you shed light more on the mental abuse and what it was he would do? Like, maybe some of the things he would say or the treatment that he would give you.
0: Um, So, if he, for example, he would come home from work and uh, he would always it'd be straight into the bathroom, play on his phone for a good hour. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see him. I wouldn't talk to him. No. Like, Hey, how are you? You know? And then he'd get out and be like, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? He's like, I'm good. I'm ready for bed. Good night. And it, was, it was like he wouldn't really talk to me or like when he did talk to me, it was always with like a snappy tone or um, a lot of when we'd fight. If I was catching him in a lie, he would turn it back on to me and say that I was doing it and that I was the, f- the reason for the for the fighting and that I was the one at fault. And he was
1: he was perfect, pretty much. So I call that narcissistic definitely narcissistic puts the blame on you Mm -hmm. will never take responsibility for his own actions and that can be definitely difficult to deal with were there was there any name calling or things like that that took place um name calling uh i think
0: he's he called me i think he'd call me you know the b word every now and then but it wasn't it wasn't anything like all the time that he'd call me something like that it was definitely just more like
1: degrading me without degrading me and that takes a toll on your self-esteem. And like you yep. say, it transpires now into this awesome relationship that you're in today. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because when you go into a new relationship, you try not to carry those ghosts with you, I call it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult because you still have that trauma from that previous relationship and you put that burden on the next relationship. So what yep. are you doing to not hinder the relationship you're in now with what happened previously? Um, A big thing is we are really good at communicating
0: and my boyfriend now is definitely super patient with me so it 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 has a lot to do with him he he he's he's so patient and you know I I was seeing a therapist for about a year and a lot of what she said is I I have to remind myself you know every now and then that he's not you know he's not that person he's not that person he's not going to treat me that way so it's a lot of like I guess coaching myself through it, and you know, like he did that little thing, but he's he's not him. Like
1: he's not gonna do what he did. Sure. So, so you did seek counseling, mm-hmm. and are you currently still in counseling, or you feel that you've kind of surpassed that now? No, I feel like
0: I've surpassed that now. I've got a really good relationship now, and like I said, I, my my boyfriend now is is amazing. He is he's my counselor now. You know, I've got uh, my best friend. You know, all my sisters. Like it, it, I've got a good support behind me that you know the counselor was nice but the whole year that I was with her she gave me some really good pointers
1: on how to deal with everything so grateful for her but I feel like now I've, I'm i good. Awesome so let me ask you this once you finally broke up and I don't know how that happened was that something that was initiated by both of you or him and how did you come to your family and say this is what was happening to me? Um
0: so actually it was it was mainly him. He was the one that wanted it. You know, I was I was heartbroken because I didn't want that to happen. I'd And, you know, I kind of mentally abused myself, so to say, because I started to blame everything on me for ending. Because mm. he started to do that. So then I'm like, yeah, maybe it is that. Maybe it is me, me doing that. So it, it made me get to a super, super low point. I didn't even tell my family about it. You know, I didn't even tell them that we were fighting that day. Only my little sister knew. And, like, nobody knew until, you know, like until it was like the end of the string when that's when they found out and it wasn't even that oh yeah we could be breaking up it was just more like we're fighting right now and I don't think it's gonna last and then when they really knew what I mean my my older sister is smarter so she kind of seen everything that he was doing and she tried to tell me but like I said I didn't want to believe it you know I was like no he's perfect you know he actually loves me he wouldn't do that Um, And it took to me going to the lowest point in life
1: of trying to commit suicide for them to find out what had happened. Oh, my goodness. You know, that seems to be a common denominator with abuse. I once was suicidal and anorexic. And you get into this really deep, dark place Mm -hmm. because it does mentally and emotionally take a toll on you right so for me I was 13 years old and I wanted my life to be over and I'm so glad that you didn't take your life just as I didn't take mine because we're here to Mm -hmm. speak up against abuse and there's so many people in your situation Katie that have gone through bad relationships they don't recognize the signs until they're in too deep and then they're afraid to leave yep so what can you tell my listeners as far as you know giving them some hope if they are in that type of relationship or what to look out for for or any advice you have um my biggest advice is definitely
0: have your person you know if any of you guys have watched Grey's Anatomy you know Meredith and um Yang they're they're each other's persons it's the person you go to for everything make sure you have somebody like that to talk to And the biggest thing is when you have to when you start like believing everything he's telling you like I mean the biggest thing that I had to do is I had to listen to my gut my gut really really helped
1: me through that through the end of that relationship okay and today you said you're still kind of dealing with a little bit of PTSD do you do any journaling do you have like a certain like for me I love to go ride my bike when I need to get things out of my brain what do you do to cope and to overcome when those thoughts or feelings creep in
0: um the the biggest thing I do is like when they do come is I I just have to really get into my men, you know into my mental space and tell myself like it's not that situation like you are in a much better place and you know it's going to take a while for me to get used to that you know but it's it's definitely just telling myself that it's it's, it's not the same relationship. I used to journal. Um, I used to carry a journal around with me where if I ever had, like, a negative thought, I'd write it down. Or if I was ever mad, I, I'd wrote, I wrote everything down and I'd either throw it away or burn it or whatever. And it was kind of like taking that burden. And then like throwing it away and it just took everything away. And that's
1: how it was. I don't journal very much anymore. I, like I said, I, I, I'm doing really good now. So that's awesome. And that's what we want to focus on. We don't want to focus on the negativity. Definitely for my listeners, I'd rather, you know, hear what somebody's gone through and we focus on you not using your past as a crutch, but rather a stepping stone to the future. And that's what you're doing. You're in Mm -hmm. a really good spot now. Um, But I really, you know, there are so many different walks of life and some people don't ever let it go and you've been really fortunate to be able to do that so yeah. that's why I'm asking you know for those people out there that are not able to let it go or they have a more difficult time with it um, you know what could they do and, and I agree with you on the journaling thing I used to do that as well I have let's see by the time I was 18 I had almost 40 journals and I named my journals like actually named her name was Aubrey yeah. so as if I were writing to someone and I agree with you I would write it down I'd throw it away I'd burn it and it was almost like a release mm-hmm. right once you burn it or you throw it away and never look at it again or shut that journal and never look at it again it's it's very freeing and releasing mm-hmm. and that's what made me start to write my book the throwaway girl so yeah. maybe you know you have something inside of you to write for other women out there. Yeah. And it's not just women, right? Oh no, it's men too. Yeah, there's men that go through it as well, for sure. And um looking forward to have some guests on for that, but I do want to ask you how um what is the most important part of your recovery so that you don't slip back into um maybe who you were back then?
0: Um definitely having, so to say, the village I have behind me is what I call it, having um, my family, sorry, it's okay. <sighs> um, my family and my boyfriend really help. <laughs> um, I'm definitely looking at life in a more positive manner, like. I'm here for a reason, and I may not know what that
1: reason is yet, but I will eventually. Absolutely. I agree with that, and there is a reason you're here, and there is a reason that you found this beautiful relationship that you're in, and, you know, I can tell that you're happy and you're growing, and, you know, there's definitely something inside that's still striking a chord with you because of the emotions that you're feeling right now, Mm -hmm. right? So... I want our listeners to realize that, yes, you can overcome, and yes, there may be times that it still affects you in some sort of an emotion, but there is hope out there. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm 38 years old, and I'm still single. Ready to mingle, fellas out there. I am accepting applications. I'm just kidding. But, uh, or maybe I'm not. But uh, I've been in some pretty crazy relationships. My um, last boyfriend committed suicide while we were together. And, you know, it's something that I don't tell everybody. And it's something that I'm afraid to get into a relationship now because he was mentally and emotionally abusive to mm-hmm. me. Not physically, but same things you're talking about right the blaming and the you know I I carried a lot of guilt um when he took his life because he reached out to me and I was like, whatever, you're drunk, don't call me. Yep. So there's so many different variations of abuse and how we deal with it Mm -hmm. and how long it affects us in our life. So, But again, I want to focus on the positive and the positive is the resiliency, which you are definitely resilient. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to ask you, what does resiliency and empowerment mean to you, Katie?
0: Um, Resiliency for me, I would feel like... (laughs) Um, not letting that negative affect me. You know, like when I see it, just take it in, but then brush it off. You know, like that's negative now, but it'll get positive eventually. And uh, empowerment, like just, just in like, just be like, like powerful. I guess like so for me, how I show my empowerment is just my smile. I feel like that can help people go through their day you know, and stuff
1: like that. Um, but yeah, definitely yeah yeah kindness and a smile Mm -hmm. cost nothing exactly and they go a tremendous amount of way right so sometimes you might smile at somebody and it might be that person that's thinking of taking their life or Mm -hmm. going through abuse so that's excellent advice i love that what does empowerment mean to you though like especially women empowerment in today's world as far as abuse goes
0: um definitely like empower like uh, it's so hard to explain like Take, like, be more cautious of what's happening to you and speak up about it. There's somebody that's going to listen to you, whether it be your best friend, your mom, a cousin, a teacher, you know, somebody. There is somebody there that is going to listen to you, like, just speak out about it because maybe if that one person does everybody will you know you know just talk about it with one person and it'll once one person talks about I feel like it starts creating a domino effect that oh they did it okay now I can do it I'm strong enough to do it so just be like just get it out there talk to somebody and it really does help and the counselor helped me a lot cuz I was able to talk to her about everything and she was the third party person is what I like to say nobody she only knew my story but what what we talked about last week didn't come into the next week sure you no know, and and so definitely just just speak out about it is the biggest thing and it's it's hard it is really hard because you think you know at my darkest place like I don't have anybody behind me but then I went through what I went through and it's like okay I've got like a village behind me that really like you know, that really care about me. And so I think it's just speak up.
1: Yeah, and that's why I chose this podcast name, Speak Loud, right? Want to speak Mm -hmm. loud against this. And right now we're in the, I I guess we're still in the Me Too movement, right? Where Mm -hmm. a lot of people are coming out, especially in Hollywood. Um, But I do want to really put it out there to the listeners. It's not just women. It's definitely men as well. So I want to ask you this, Katie, before we close, what do you want to speak loud about? What is the one thing you're very passionate passionate about in this world to speak up and speak loud about. Be positive. Honestly, that's the only thing that got me through is
0: going through what I went through made me the person I am today. So I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the heartbreak I went through. I'm grateful I got to my lowest point in life that way there. I hit the lowest point and I could climb. So all I had to do was just climb up. You know um positivity on it that's the only thing that like really has helped me is you know you're here for a reason what that reason is you may not know yet but there's a reason for you you know sure and I that's the biggest thing is like just like life is hard but it gets easy Right. You know? And you you may have to go through to your lowest point before you can see the highest point in your life. But I, I, the biggest thing is positivity, smiling. You know, like the grass is always greener on the other side, or the glass is half full, not half empty. You know. Sure. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: That's what I've had to do, and that is what has helped me. And you know, sometimes it can be hard in today's world. I mean, right now oh, we're yeah. dealing with, dare I say it, the coronavirus. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Uh, there's so much negativity. I was just talking to my aunt who lives here with me, and I said, I'm taking Facebook off my phone because I'm noticing I'm getting on Facebook and there's all this hysteria and craziness, and nobody's being positive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just like, I'm just going to take off my phone for a little bit because yep. positivity breeds positivity. Exactly. Negativity breeds negativity. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be successful. You're not going to overcome with that negative mindset. Mm-hmm. So, positivity is definitely huge. I love that. And I also like to tell people keep the momentum going right Mm -hmm. so once you find that positive ground it's important and essential to keep going with it and it's not that every day is rainbows and roses no because there will be ups and downs but uh positivity that's huge I love that now Katie we did not tell our listeners where you're from and how old you are so let us let them know so they can identify with you
0: (laughs) I am from Tula County it's out on the outskirts, you know. Big town now. Don't move there, please. Don't.
1: <laughs> but, and uh, I'm 21. I'll be 22 this year. So. Oh my goodness. I've known you since you were like, I don't know how old. Like, I remember you softball, always come like, like, like little. give me a hug. And you were like 10 or something. So, yeah. so proud of who you have become and Thank the woman you. that you are. And I really appreciate you coming on to this podcast today. So, um, if anybody wants to follow you or find you on social media, do you want to give them that information? Yeah. Um, Instagram,
0: it's Katie Katie dot or Katie underscore Hackbarth, and then um, Facebook is just Caitlin Hackbarth. So I definitely um, I post a little bit there, but you'll mainly see my how my pictures of where i travel to because i've done a lot of traveling since i've been in this new relationship and grateful for that but yeah so uh, instagram's
1: katie underscore hackbarth and facebook is katie lynn hackbarth awesome so. and you're okay if our listeners reach out to you and oh, it, yeah. maybe they identify with you and they would love to i would say hey i've gone through this too or whatever the case i'd, may I'd be. love for some, for anybody to reach out to me they can i'm you know i've had a few
0: people reach out to me already in the past and you know they've you know, I tell them what I know, and then a few days later, you know, I don't hear anything back, and then they text me, and you know, they message me back, like, thanks for what you did. Like, I had one guy tell me, like, you saved me from committing suicide. What you told me saved me. And so anybody, if they ever need to reach out, like, I'm always on my phone, I
1: promise. <laughs> and you never know whose life you're affecting. Exactly. Because it's one in four women, one in six men before the age of 18. So the statistics are there. There's mm-hmm. people going through oh, it. Yeah. They just need to know there's other people out there going through it, too. And that helps them feel. Yeah. So and what my mom said is there's always somebody looking up to you. You may not, You
0: may not know who that is. You may not you may not even know that person it could be somebody on social media that follows you that they want to be like you there's always somebody looking up to you you know who that is I don't know and you know if they listen to this and like thank you you know I try to be the best that I can be but like I said there's always somebody that wants to be
1: like you absolutely so don't think you're alone because yep. you never know who's watching exactly. right? awesome well our time is up we want to thank you guys for listening be sure to follow us on speakloudpodcast.com we will be doing monthly podcasts and again Katie thank you for coming yes thank you and uh, we'll tune in for the next one have a good day guys
0: thank you for listening to speak loud If this message resonated with you, please feel free to share it with anyone you feel could use the support. To find out more information about SHARE, our movement, and to join the cause, please visit sharethemovement.org. Until next time.